eight and a half long years that I have sat there and honored my word out of respect. A respect that never existed at all. When those wheels touched down in Chicago, that door opened. I was about to walk off that plane. You walked up to me, looked me in the eye, and said three words that I never, ever thought I'd hear again. Are you ready? But the question isn't for Sean, because I know he is. The question is for The Undertaker. The question is for Kane. The question is for the Brothers of Destruction. Crown Jewel. The question is, are you ready? Degeneration X is ready. Brothers of Destruction. I say this with absolutely no respect at all. If you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Really, I got the bag. Tell a friend. She got some ass, bring it in. Bitch, I'm the new CNN. Yeah. yeah. Reel it in. I got the bag. Tell a friend. She got some ass, bring it in. Bitch, I'm the new CNN. Yeah. Hey. Trippin'. Really got the TikTok missing. This pimping. Hey. Broke niggas got me living. Wow. You Jordan a pippin'. I'm Kobe, I'm never gon' dish it. I'll miss it. I'm dissing this fuck and I ain't got the time to just kick it. Yeah. I don't trust nobody cause I can't be fake. Frontin' ain't an option cause my soul can't change And I'm tired of being humble, bitch, I feel no way It's that young nigga shit, I might pull up to your bitch like... Hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to The A Show With the kings of wrestling podcasts Myself, Justin Davis, and Meals What's going on, Meals? Yo, my God, episode 51 feels less anticlimactic than episode <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean? You less climactic? You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Less anti. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, see, Lana Del Rey got my fucking, <laughs> my brain. I won't not fuck you up. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's how my brain is right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, episode 51, after that, our major, major, as some would call it, um, episode mm-hmm. 50 extravaganza, two and a half hours of the A show. Um, special guests, special drops. Everyone seemed to, you know, react very positively to it. They loved it. And, um, you know, one of our most popular shows, obviously. Um, thanks to everybody that listened. Thanks yeah. to everybody that, like, really had a really good, like, response <laughs> to this this episode. And everyone who really helped, you know, I, I know we said this a lot, you know, last episode. But mm-hmm. it was a really special episode for all of us. And, I mean, we got we got a shout out. 
on ESPN. On ESPN, baby. Come on. ESPN content. Listen, we're just now we're so adjacent to ESPN, you know, content now. It's like we're so close. We're so close. We're, we're very, very close. Uh, shout out to Stack Guy Greg, Peter Rosenberg as well. Shout out us out. Um, I hope Cheap now Heat. when they look up Cheap Heat on like, you know how you do the iTunes things and it says like podcast, if you like this. You yeah. Know, Listen yeah. to this, and then I'm just like, "Whoa, <laughs> let's do that! Come That's on, gonna be fucking fire!" That's gonna be, oh my god, we were so geek. Yo, I was definitely so. Um, I know you sent me the episode early, but I did end up listening to the episode like Saturday because I had so much things to do. So I ended up, you know, binging the entire episode on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to shout out to Greg. I think the conversation you guys had was incredible. I thought the conversation that you and Ernest had was incredible as well. I yeah. think just overall, the entire show sounded fucking fantastic. The only issues that I had. What's that? Is my only issues is everyone talking about errors and what started when and who started what and where it's where it ended where. That was my only like, what? what are you guys talking about? Like the reality era. The reality era didn't start until 2014. I'm so sure of it. No, it started with Punk. No, it started with Punk leaving, bro. I'm sure of it. Like that's when I feel like everything shifted in and 2014 was such a big year. Like such a big year for professional wrestling. That's when everything sort of started. And right now we're currently in like they dubbed it the new era themselves cuz they want to be, you know, ahead of the curve. I remember that the Raw after, you know, WrestleMania 32, they dubbed it the new era. And that's when Endzone Cast came. And that's when, like, John Cena started floating out of the main event and became more of a Roman sort of thing. And a whole bunch of other stuff. But, man, like, I feel like, yo, it, like, Triple H, Roman beat Triple H, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we like, still didn't get a new era till literally this year. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? We're still in the new era. Like, I don't think it started till literally, like, this mania. We're still in... When, when I feel like we'll approach a new era when there is a idea for a successor... To like, Roman. To Roman. Okay. Or at least someone just like, yo, we're, we're... And I don't think... I honestly don't think there's anyone in developmental that I've seen right now that seems to be... That they seem to be grooming for that. Not to Al- say that Alistair. Alistair. I don't think they're... Don't get me wrong. I think people are 100% capable, but yeah. I don't think that they're going out their way to groom like they kind of did with Roman Reigns because we saw how many times Roman Reigns got a chance mm-hmm. at the championship and them trying to build the entire story over and over again. Well, that was I'm, tough because even when Roman was in FCW and NXT, you couldn't really see that until he got he hit the shield. But you knew that he was just like, there's this guy. He's got a great look. We want to roll with him. And I remember back in the days, it used to be like this argument. It was like, is it going to be Big E or is it going to be Roman Reigns? And I think it was like Triple H who was behind Roman and Vince was behind Big E. And it was kind of just like, yo, who's going to, you know, sort of be molded into that next guy. And I remember it just became Roman. But I know Vince does. Vince pretty much carbon copies the way he kind of builds stars over the last like three decades like you don't everything think that uh you don't think that they're gonna go for an alternative look I, I i mean i think that i think if, if i think anyone, that would be if anyone it's gonna be like a to me it's gonna be like one of those one of those guys down there in, in florida right now like i really think they they put a lot behind alistair 
I, I do think so too. I think, but I think they're banking on him becoming like a natural grown success, kind of like a CM Punk. CM yeah, Punk yeah, was yeah. never groomed for the position. It was always John Cena. Right. CM Punk just became the guy. It right. was supposed to be Shawn Michaels was groomed as a you know person, and then Steve Austin became the guy. Um, and you know John Cena, and I'm sure they're you know yeah I said John Cena and Punk, but it's like the way they groom people in certain ways and the way people are naturally supposed to become the guy. That's why I think it's different. That's why for me, it's kind of weird the way they're using Finn Balor right now, because I'm like, that guy is, you give him the opportunity. He's the guy. You but give I think, him the- I think with Finn, it's there, there's like a personality issue there, I think. And I've finally come around to like what you've been saying about him. And it's like, if I was to push Finn Balor and he's got the title, then what? Right. You know, like, the, the, what does he do after that? Like, he has a title. So what, like, and I think they would have run into the same problem when they when, when they had the title in, in uh, what, 2016. Mm-hmm. What, it was like after that, after SummerSlam, th- then what? He would have had the KO feud. He would have lost it and he would have had to eventually lose it to Goldberg. Right. And it, th- it wouldn't have made him look good. I think this entire, you know, just a sort of thing with Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor, I still think he's fully capable. I think um, to me, the, to me, just looking at it like, yo, that level of talent and just the way we're using him, and not that we—I mean, he's fine. He's on television every week. He's like yeah. selling merch. He's you know doing all the other stuff. Sells a lot of merch. Yeah, but when you think of the the main event crop of guys, and we're looking at Monday Night Raw, um, and those six guys who are incredible, who are working at like a high level right now. I mean, when you have Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, um, Dolph Ziggler, who I'm just like I'm perfectly fine with now because I think he's just kind of reeled everything back. Um, being in that team and especially being viewed as a sort of weak point of that team, and then you have Drew McIntyre, who's kind of like the enigma. It's like what can he really do? And you have Braun Strowman, who's just like, we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. I think that main, they built a nice crop of main event guys on Monday Night Raw, but I'm just like, yo, if Finn fits perfectly in here. Mm-hmm. Finn would fit so perfectly. So it kind of makes me think, but you know what? Yeah, that's it. We'll talk, we'll talk about Finn when we, when we get to Raw, because I think something interesting did happen and mm-hmm. they are, they are trying to position him in, in a program. It looks like, but, uh, let, I mean, episode fifty once again uh, a huge success. Thanks to everybody that, uh, that that you know listened to the show. Next week we will have a special uh, episode for our. Ye- it has been a year, Mills. It has been a damn year. One year of this show. So from Under fifty scenes, we have from fifty we have one year. Um, we will be having a special show with the members of our uh, our wrestle chat. Um, and if you're not a part of it, you know, you can hit me up, ask me to be a part of it. Uh, we, it, you know, we're trying to get more members, more members are welcome. So you'll get to, you get an introduction to everybody in that chat. We're going to have a lot, not, not a live chat, but we're going to record the show with yeah. the members of our wrestle chat. Um, it's going to be kind of like a town hall meeting. Uh, it's going to be a really cool idea that, that we're, that we're going to try and do. And I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Gonna I'm out, but you know what? We're going to do it anyway. If it's anything like the, the, the Twitch streams, which have been incredible, um it's going to oh, be the, fine. the Twitch stream man if you guys missed the Twitch stream this week that I that we were playing uh, WWE 2K19 it was myself uh Mark from RSPN Amp from Random Acts of Podcast Gaming uh and Cyrus who we did the G show with obviously my my homeboy Cyrus uh G show is coming back don't worry uh we did we did a stream of 2K19 it was the funniest 
thing that you probably ever seen on the internet. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> it was the best. And I'm surprised now we don't. All right. So this is alleged news. Okay. But we've all heard. I mean, the talk of Delars Sullivan. This is 100%. Oh, this is not no holds barred. We're not putting this on no holds barred. This is not no holds barred, but it's like, this is so alleged. And it's so like, to me, this has got to be something where people have just kind of like, they heard one thing, they heard another thing, put it together, and they just ran with it because it's so funny. And ridiculous. That's what, it's so ridiculous and funny, but it's still like, just that. And then what happened, you had to be at the Twitch stream. Like I, when, when J5 goes live and RAP, RAOP go gaming goes live, yeah. like you gotta be there. Like it was some of the funniest shit ever. We're not going to, I don't think we need to talk in depth about we, the Lars. We thing. can't, we really can't. I don't want to. It, it may not be. It's, it, it's, is, to my knowledge, it's not true unless someone comes forward, but it just, you know, it inspired some very funny dialogue in this Switch chat. I'll just say that. Yeah, very, very, uh, very, very big, very, very <laughs> big uh, moment. Uh, we, we had the clip. If you go on my Twitter account at OG Johnny Five, you'll see the qu- the clip that I retweeted. Uh, freak man, freak the, man. He might be the new Big Papa Pump. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but let's get into uh, no holds barred uh, with some with some bad news, potentially bad news. Uh, but it might be good news for someone who's been on TV for the past four years without a break. Uh, Kevin Owens has, has been uh, working through an injury for the past couple of months, um, both of his knees, and he is scheduled to undergo surgery on them within the next few days. Uh, he was written off on Raw, which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes. But uh, it's looking like he'll be out for it's they, They're saying it's not serious. But if it is serious, it, it could push the prognosis from two to three months to six to nine. Um, what do you think about that, Mills? Um, that is tough. I mean, he's someone who's worked through a lot of injuries. It's just kind of, you know, I don't know if it's ironic, but it's definitely coincidental that both of his knees are shot and then with Sammy, both of his arms were shot. Yeah. Um, from probably carrying both brands <laughs> for <laughs> as long as they did. I mean, they really, you know, put in a lot of work on both brands. Even, you know, we just watched two months ago, you know, Kevin Owens literally take a bump off the top of a cage. Yeah. Through a table. And, you, and you think about those spots and it's like, well, damn, now I see why he had to, he has to get surgery. Yeah. He's been killing himself for the past two to three months. And um, it, I think it's good for him to take a break and um, really just come back and with, with a, with a fresh, you know, a, a fresh start. And I mean, if you look at Kevin, like he, he, he's fluctuated really. And sometimes I could really kind of tell when he was kind of hurt. Because yeah. he would fl- he would fluctuate between, um, I'm, and I'm not saying this to sound disrespectful. I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan. You know, I haven't been a fan of his character for the past couple of years. But it's like he would fluctuate his weight. Like you could tell. Like he'd be he'd be slim. Like his mm-hmm. U.S. title run, he was super slim. Right. And then he then he went back. You know, he he gained a little bit of weight. I was like, yo, he he's something's definitely wrong with him. And a lot of his explosiveness was gone. And, yeah. um, and and a lot of people chalk that up to the style, but I was like, no, Kevin Owens' heel style has always been like, you know, go for broke. And you can kind of tell the, the difference in, in his styles. And uh, what they did do with him before he left was they, they, they turned him, which I thought was very ballsy on their part if they were going to have him on TV for the next couple months. 
Yeah, I think you know what I think they wanted to leave that sort of la- I th- I think it was more so for Lashley, but I feel like they wanted to have that lasting sort of memory, especially in Chicago. I mean, he's he's clearly going to be out. Um, they know Chicago. They know that the people here love um, Kevin Owens. Um, so I, I I think it's for that. But yeah, I mean, you know what? Best of luck to Kevin Owens and sort of everything moving forward in terms of the surgery, in terms of recovery time. I hope he's back before WrestleMania. Um, because no one wants to miss WrestleMania. Never. Um, He's never missed one. He hasn't missed one since he's debuted on the main roster. And I want to see KO Mania, what is it, four? Is it going to be right. four this year? And I, oh, uh, I know it would eat him alive if he missed WrestleMania. Oh, wanna... Seth, on, on that set. Remember when Seth Rollins was watching from the box? Oh, my God. That was the most depressing. That was the most that depressing. Was the most depressing yeah, that was the most depressing WWE 24 or whatever it was called that they've ever he's done. He's there walking around <laughs> backstage, like chumming it up with everybody. And then he's like alone finally for the first time. And he's just like the saddest look as he watch as he watches um, Roman Reigns win the, you know, the the, the, w, the WWE title, the same title he won last year in the main event of WrestleMania. And he's just like, bro. Sadness. sadness. Pure sadness. Uh, next uh, point of news, and this is something that also connects with with our show uh, our show rundown for the week. Ray Mysterio uh, is back. He was he was announced uh, late or early this week. It was like Monday, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Like Monday. He was announced on Monday that he was going to be on SmackDown 1000. But it was officially announced last night uh, after the announcement on SmackDown proper that he will be on the SmackDown brand and he will be in a full time contract and he will be doing house shows. So uh, he'll actually be coming to a lot of places. Uh, within the next couple of months, really, I, I think super, super cool. I think it's cool he's going to do uh, house shows and stuff like that. The the bag had to be astronomical because I feel like Rey Mysterio definitely just got to a point where he's just like, my knees are fine. My, yeah. knees, my knees are great. Um, stem, cells, stem cells, baby. <laughs> he's 43 years old. I mean, he doesn't look as old as he is, but I mean, then again, he's wearing a mask for pretty much 95% of my life. Um but but he moves pretty quickly in the ring. Um, I'm I'm interested. I mean, when you bring Rey Mysterio back into this new landscape of WWE, he left in 2014. That's kind of when a lot of the changes began to happen in this yep. new era of the yep. WWE. And he left. He left with no fanfare because if you remember, he was number 30 in that Rumble, and he oh just got God. shat on. That was really depressing. <laughs> That was, I mean, the the contract negotiation, similar to Neville, where it's like, no, we're going to wait out the rest of your contract before we actually let you go because we're just not going to let you go. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it was kind of like, yeah, the, the way it sort of happened. But since, you know, in the years, he's really just assumed the role as like legendary status in the independence and in Mexico and really just doing what he wanted <clears throat> to do. And we always knew that WWE, he, he would eventually be back. He's going to retire here. He's definitely yeah. going to retire here. Yeah, I think we all, we, we knew 100% he would always be back. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back in this new landscape of WWE. I think he's an exciting, dynamic um, talent in the ring. And I think he has a lot to offer, especially with all the new, you know, with all the new influx of Luchador talent that we've gotten to roster. And Cruiserweights, quite frankly. Right. Um I mean, it opens up a lot, a lot of opportunities, especially on SmackDown, which is, I mean, it's the workhorse show. I mean, it's pretty yeah. much what we know it for. Uh, he will be back next week on SmackDown 1000, which we will be talking about uh, our predictions for that later. But he's going to be facing dream match shit, Shinsuke Nakamura, mm. for a spot on the uh, WWE World Cup for uh, WWE Crown Jewel uh, early next month. Uh, I think, I mean, we called this. I'm pretty sure we called this or yeah. we've been calling this. He would return 
and I and I've said we've said this. Nakamura had no faces. I mean, he's been waiting. Right. <laughs> so I think this is his program. I think you you have Nakamura and and Rey Mysterio have a U.S. title program. You spin that off to Almas and you just watch the money pile. I think these are going to be two great programs for Ray. Um, and I think he'll look strong in both of those. But the WWE did reveal the upcoming dates that he would be in action uh, on their in their live events. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut on the 20th of October. Boston on the 21st. Uh, White Plains, New York on the 22nd. He's going to be in their UK tour uh, in Wales on November uh, 3rd. Scotland on November 4th. And Damn, November they got 25th. my man's working. <laughs> he is working, working. He's He is back full time. I'm completely, uh, completely excited. And I think the Nakamura match is... Oh man, it, it is. It's gonna be dope. I, I really think that he's gonna he's gonna kill it, and I'm super excited to see what what he brings to the table uh, now that he's back. Because I think for, for as far as a lot of people that have returned, like, like the Bellas and stuff like that, Ray to me has the most to offer. Oh yeah, easily. It's in, in just a lot to offer in the ring, a lot to offer helping new towns, a lot of offer to help you know make matches feel bigger than they are. Um, I, th- I think he's, you know, just great entirely. I'm interested in how long this deal is. I mean, you have a, you know, remember signed- he said, remember they wanted what, like a four year deal and he wanted a two year deal and they probably, they probably gave him two years with an option. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's going to pick up that option. I think he's going to, he's going to be, be around the bright lights and shit and mm-hmm. the, all of the, you know, philanthropy, uh, philanthropal stuff that they do. And I think he'll he'll definitely be because I mean I mean they're going to Fox next next year he, he's going to be a cornerstone of that SmackDown promotion when they go to Fox so right why not why not stay uh, next up Chris Jericho who is what would you say his turn this year against really doing a lot of mainstream US stuff is, has been the most surprising um surprising um I, I think. I mean, this is a guy who, company man, mm-hmm. in every sense of the word, for his whole career, over 20 years. Now this year, he gets a taste of that sweet Japanese money. <laughs> and now he's like, you know what? Fuck this this, this uh, WWE shit. He, he went on Twitter, said he's not interested in Crown Jewel. Uh, and now it's seeming like, uh, through probably through the connection that he has with Don Callis, his, his very good friend who actually got him into New Japan, Mm-hmm. He's possibly going to be doing the impossible, doing what he said he'd never do, and working Impact at their Bound for Glory show. Really? Yes. He's, they, it's been rumored. Uh, usually, when these rumors fire up or, or flare up, they with Jericho lately, they've usually been true. That'd be interesting. I mean, it's, it's to me, um, if he had gone to to Impact Wrestling, maybe two thousand five, two thousand six, when he initially left the company, it might have been a really like major deal. Yeah. It's still a major deal. Don't get me wrong; it's still a major deal in two thousand eighteen. I mean, Chris Jericho is someone who's just a notable name in professional wrestling. Like he's he just is. If you if you watch professional wrestling at any point in the last like twenty years, you know who Chris Jericho is. Um, I think just all this indie movement and all this other stuff, it's really like, I think he's just really plotting out this, you know, stage of his career. I think he's really just like, this is another reinvention in just Chris Jericho's career. And I think we've had, you know, the list of Jericho. We've had when he came back with the Save Us. We've had the initial run. We had the WCW run. I really just think this is like another iteration, another sort of, you know, another reinvention of Chris Jericho, especially yeah. when he's like, he's 47 years old. I mean, he's done everything that there is to do in the WWE, uh, probably like three times over. Um, 
this is kind I'm, of like I'm something new. I'm not yeah. mad either. I'm not mad at it. I mean, go to Impact. They they have a pretty exciting roster on Impact. I think he there's a lot of places that they could go with him. I mean, matches with uh with Moose and matches with uh like uh Sammy Callahan, which is like well, which I mean they've been teasing that for a while anyway. Uh, he could he could also face I think Penta still there. He could also face Penta there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of places that he could go with Impact. I'm just wondering uh, where exactly he's, he's thinking of, of going next and where he'll he'll make his home. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing because this to me seems like when Christian left. Mm-hmm. This is like a higher profile Christian exit <laughs> from <laughs> from WWE, and uh, we'll we'll see like where where they go with him. And I mean, I already know he's going to make his money there and. WWE probably just doesn't have that bag for him like they did, you know, back in the day. I think they look at other people coming back and they're like, you know what? We'll take a Ray over at Jericho right now. You know, I do. Th- I, I, I think they do have the bag. I think it's more so literally what Chris Jericho wants to do. And I feel like just with the time and everything. I mean, you look at how much events, you know, they've got popping up. I mean, they've got Crown Jewel now and Super Showdown and all these other things that take commitment. The, you know, the the European tours, the Japanese tours, everything like that, that takes so much commitment. And I don't feel like he fully wants to commit to it. But he does see a area in professional wrestling where there's like, yo, you can still maintain a full name. And Chris Jericho on the independent scenes in Japan created the healthy ecosystem for professional wrestling. Um, and I just think overall, it's just... I think he's really just wants to do what he wants to do and sort of he's carving out this era of Chris Jericho before he goes back to the WWE and potentially like maybe hangs it up. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely coming back. Um, it, it's funny because Sami Zayn just tweeted he can't wait to wrestle Rey Mysterio. And that's something that we've never seen. Yeah. And that just made me fucking excited. Like, they, like, like look at the, the possibilities. Like we're getting AJ and Daniel Bryan in a couple of weeks and, you know, people are kind of scoffing at it because of where it is, but it's like, come on, man, we're getting AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan in 2018. That's going to be dope. All right. Next up. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you did not watch. Uh, you did not watch King of Pro Wrestling. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No. What, what were you doing? Everyone wants to know. Everybody wants to know what you, what you were doing instead what? of watching King of Pro Wrestling. When did it take place? <laughs> it took Saturday? place on Mo- Monday morning. Yeah, on Monday. Monday morning. Yeah. Columbus Day morning morning? Yes, Columbus Day Monday morning. Shit. Um damn, what was I doing? Not watching King Not of watching this, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Uh okay. Well, Wait, I guess Monday morning, like in the middle of the morning. Sunday like night, in, Monday morning. Sunday night, Monday morning. Oh, I definitely. Mm-hmm. What was I doing? I was designing some shit. That's why I know. I, I, oh, I okay. know that for sure. I know that. It's not like I wasn't being productive. I'm sorry. Um, you saw what I was designing. Yes, I was. Being yeah, I saw. I saw. Uh, <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a pretty solid. Uh, solid card after after the tags and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, you had Jericho returning to set up an IC title match between Evil and himself, which I think will spin off into Naito Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom. He just seems uh, like an asshole, you know. He just seems like a guy who just comes out of nowhere and attacks. He doesn't say when he's coming. Where's my thing? Stop wearing fucking masks. Cause that's the only way he. That's the only way he's doing it. Stop wearing masks. Just stop having like all of Lij wears masks. Stop wearing masks. Like just have all your homeboys not wearing masks. Yo, the only way Jericho ever even comes in and, and gets the drop on them is if he's wearing a mask. He loves a good surprise, my friend. 
Dog, it's it's the craziest thing ever. Um, it, listen, he comes out as the blonde Canadian guy. He's gonna stick out like a sore thumb and exactly, Japan. exactly. Just that's the only way you do, or or have one of the Lij guys in a mask, and then they outmask him. And I think that's the that's the way that you get the drop on Jericho. But uh, the the IC title match is actually happening at Power Struggle uh, in early November. So uh, that's gonna be a pretty. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of shenanigans. It might be a solid match. I'm, I'm never sure with new Japan and Jericho because right. it's been off and on this whole year. I mean, pretty uh, much, uh, the, but I thought that the three main events were, were great. Marty scroll and Kushida for the junior heavyweight title was really good. I think Mills, you should watch that one. Uh, Jay white and Tanahashi was actually my match of the show. I thought it was really, really good. You, you should check that one out too. Mills, mm-hmm. uh, the main event, I'm two ways about it. Um, I went four stars on it. I thought Omega, Cody, Ibushi both put in a lot of work. I thought it wasn't as crisp as it could have been, and that's for all three guys. Uh, there were there was a lot of like stuff that just looked really rough in that right. match. Uh, but it, I think it just goes with the the difference in styles between the, all three men. Honestly, I don't think Kenny is as dynamic of a high flyer as Ibushi is, and Cody definitely isn't as strong of a worker as the two guys are. So there was a bunch of smoke and mirrors mixed with acrobatics mixed with technical stuff that i just it worked in certain certain parts but i just felt like it didn't always click for me yeah uh, i went four on that but i thought it was a really good main event and it's it's pretty much uh that was the last match kenny will probably have uh, as a singles for the title until wrestle kingdom the tanahashi omega match is official for wrestle kingdom uh mills one thing i will ask you because this will kind of apply uh what did you feel okay so jay white took over the bullet club on this mm-hmm. on this show Yes. Uh, as you already know, uh, the Bucks, Kenny, Cody have already kind of been separating themselves from that label, making themselves the elite and stuff like that. Do you think this is New Japan's booking way of kind of breaking the group off because they're preparing for a move? Yes, I think they're preparing. Um, I'm assuming their contracts are coming up pretty soon. So to me, and and they haven't signed extensions at this point. So to me, this may be the sort of I would I would at least you know like to think that they're giving their idea of like we're not sure where we're gonna go, we're not sure what we're doing. So let's sort of soft, you know, soft let, reboot. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's sort of handle this sort of softly since we have JY for a long time. He seems to be the future. He seems to be sort of, you know. The, the the young line that everyone's kind of like, you know, gutting after and working with and things like that. And and if they're able to sort of it, it's a win win for them. If they're able to yeah. build Jay Wyatt to something, they can. And then if they if they keep, you know, Kenny and and and, and the Bucks, then you know, that's also something as well. But I, I definitely do think this is a sign of potential something's happening. Something's happening. I, I'm not sure if it's gonna be all of them, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be some of them come January. And I mean, I'm leaning more towards the bucks probably being gone more than I'm Kenny at this point. I think Kenny is obviously they, they want Kenny for that Madison square garden show. I, I think the bucks have probably, they've done everything that they could do in that company. Like when you really think about it, they've done everything. I think Kenny hasn't really done everything yet to me. Um, right. I think there's definitely still another, probably another Okada match you could get out of him. Tanahashi, obviously he'll be feuding with in 2019 if he does stay. And you also have, you know, another Nido feud and you have the Jay White feud that he could go back to. I think there's a lot for Kenny. If he stays, I think Cody and the Bucks are gone though. I think they're, they're out. Mm. I think Cody does come back. I, I mean, I never thought Cody leaving was going to be long-term though. I don't think, I mean, so the thing is, he comes back and then what? I, I know. I, I don't see him like I, I 
A lot of people are thinking I'm wilding. I think the sky's the limit with the Bucks when they go to WWE. I think that they're gonna be fucking huge. I think they're gonna be on the level of what the what they you know thought the Hardy Boys were. I think that the the environment for the Bucks. When you compare to Cody, I think the environment that they're in and sort of a tag division that needs sort of a jolt um, is really like they have the highest ceiling in terms of just what Cody is. I mean, you go back to the WWE, it's still filled with the people who have been in the way since he's left the WWE. Right, right. So it's kind of like uh, you, 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 it's, it's much easier for the Bucks to break through in the WWE with Cody. I'm not sure unless Cody goes to like NXT or something. No, he's not going to NXT. No, it's a. It'll be interesting to see sort of how everyone moves from here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I think Kenny's staying. Kenny's definitely staying. I feel like Cody. Cody still. Cody still has a. I think he could, he's, he could drop the NWA title and the US title, and he, I mean he doesn't have a Wrestle Kingdom match slated yet, but he could I think literally he still be has a little bit more growth. I would spend another couple of years to be quite honest. With you. He's still pretty young. Yeah. Um, he's someone who still, to me, um, he's become the he's developed in a way that he's like monopolized kind of like a, a sector of professional wrestling in a way, but he's also like there's still like a legacy that he needs to carve on his own. Right. Um, and that's both in ring and that's telling these stories and all these other things. I feel, I still think there's like a, le- I still think he hasn't, he's had this like one thing and it's worked, but it hasn't been like an up down, you know, it hasn't been a journey to me. Right. It's, it's kind of like he appeared on the Indies. He's had this thing that kind of worked and now he's kind of like moving back and hoping, you know, that success follows him. And realistically, it might not happen that way, quite honestly. No. Oh, well, uh, we'll see. January 1st is quickly approaching. And uh, I do think there's going to be a shakeup. And I do think that New Japan, smartly, because remember but when AJ and the club and Nakamura left, they didn't know what the fuck to do <laughs> for like six months. I wouldn't blame shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do think a massive, a massive uh, revamp is about to happen in new japan especially with their guys in talent uh super showdown before we move on to the shows uh you watch the show did you see the whole show um i was cool on it i thought it was uh i mean it was a nice little house show yeah it's a house show that's how i kind of felt on it um congratulations to oh my god buddy murphy congratulations buddy murphy thank yeah. you for reading my brain <laughs> Congratulations to Buddy Murphy on winning the the Cruiserweight Championship, which was like the highlight of the entire show. Yes, uh, I I thought it was a great match, and they they went ten minutes and they made it seem like it was twenty. I, yeah. I really love these two together. Um, Buddy Murphy, how about most improved twenty eighteen? How about Easily. yeah, most underrated twenty eighteen? I think of anyone on, on any roster, I I'd put him on the fucking main roster right now, and he'd have bangers with everybody. I think so too. It's more so. I think it, you know, in terms of just, uh, I think there needs to be a little bit more character development. I think it will come with the title. I think it mm-hmm. just you, you got to talk if you got the title. Yep. Um, and you got to be able to carry a feud if you've got the title. So I think that'll come. But uh, just everything else, the look, the moves, everything like that, he's got it. And he can easily just go over two hundred five. Like even if you wanted to come to the main roster, like Jesus Christ, yeah. the man's a the man's a, a, a workhorse. He didn't look 205 when he got to 205. So, like, <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. 
I, I thought that that match was phenomenal. I really liked the the finale to to uh, Styles and Joe. Um, I thought Becky Lynch and Flair. It ended exactly how we thought it would with a fuck finish. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they're doing what they're doing. We'll get to that in, in a second as well. Um, I mean, overall, it was good until that damn main event. I thought that's one of the. I think that's one of the worst main events they've put on in a couple years. And I, and I'm even counting that undertaker main event in that one. And ironically <laughs> he's in this one too. Undertaker and triple H need to, they need to stop. They just need to stop it. I think it is such a long, like trudging, uh, you know, Kane barely was involved, but I don't even think he could do that much. I, th- I still think he has a leg injury. I don't know. I feel like he hasn't fully recovered from that because he really did the minimal of everything in this match. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it went, it went like gotta be like 30 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe it was, even- it was too damn long for two dudes that are limited and can't do anything. And I was saying that it's going to be smoke and mirrors. The smoke in the mirrors didn't work because the, yeah. the fucking smoke was out smoked and the mirrors fucking broke. I thought this was a terrible main event. Um, it was only saved by like Shawn Michaels actually doing stuff. It ended exactly how we thought it would. And it ended with triple H like crying. And I thought that was like really weird, like tonally. I was like, what are we going for here? Like, do you like Triple H isn't someone that works with sympathy? No one yeah. ever has sympathy for Triple H. Why no. do they continue to try and do that? He's Have not you seen him? <laughs> exactly. Like, he's not a character that inspires sympathy at all. He's always come out on top pretty much. Yeah. Like, regardless. Plus, have you seen like just visually looking at him? It's like you really have some like if someone's like even during that whole Randy or in like, you know, invading home and kissing my wife thing. I'm like, you're Triple H, though. Like you have muscles on muscles and you carry a hammer around. Like what am I supposed to how am I supposed to sympathize with that? But I I 100 percent agree with you. Um, a show that I watched that was amazing this week was the May Young Classic. Yes, yes, yes. That was the best episode. Uh, I I know our coverage of this this show has been very light. Uh, I I think it's because it happens on like the same night as NXT, and that's like kind of a night where we record the show. Yeah. Um, But I I thought that I mean NXT tonight is going to be amazing as well. But man, that Mercedes Martinez and Mako Satomura. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's going to be a match that people really remember. That was it to me. It's like one of the match of the year candidates i mean you had the drama you had the story you have two veterans really kind of showing how it's done i think michael cole generally got excited during that match um because he was calling things some way that i've never heard him call before yeah um and, and you know what I, I i think the other things on the card was great as well i thought the you know the lacy lane tenera conti was like a match that you know it was albeit it was short but it meant it was just different and meant something. Yeah. I thought, um, who else? It was a Katie. Oh, Casey. Uh, Casey. Yeah. Casey versus Rhea Ripley. Oh my God. Another one, another, you, you know, just the showcase of Rhea Ripley. And she's kind of like tearing through this entire, uh, you know, she, she has been such a surprise to me because last year I thought nothing of, I, I didn't think anything of her. Oh, yeah. And all it took was a rebrand. She has a look that no one else on that women's roster has. She decided, I'm going to be Triple H, but for girls. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, you know what? That works. We we haven't had Triple H for girls. That definitely works. I I, Listen, give me all of that. I'm really down with that. The women roster they have, the women need a fucking show. 
Yeah. All the, everything that they have, like, give me a show where EO and, and Casey and, uh, and Lacey Lane and all those, all those people, you know, all those women can, can just tear it up for an hour every week. Why not? I hope they're featured on Evolution at some point. They like, are. I think it, it, I was, think it was uh, announced that, uh, uh, like, Bianca, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, and a couple of a couple of other. I, th- I think uh, Candice Array was was announced that she was going to be there. So I, I, I'm thinking Battle Royal. I would hope so. I mean, it seems it, it, it would be crazy not to have them. Really. Oh, or maybe uh, what about an NXT versus WWE tag match? That would be cool, but I feel like they never want. I feel like if they wanted to do that, it would have happened already. I feel like they don't either want to embarrass the WWE guys or don't want to like embarrass the NXT guys. And I think it's more so the WWE guys. Yeah, I, I think. I man, think they right. don't want him to be like showed up. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So mm. we'll see. I, I battle royale for for sure. It's probably going to happen though. Yeah. Um. Let's get into the show reviews. Let's talk about it. Uh, on Raw, things fucking happened on Raw. It was uh, an actual watchable episode of Raw. Yeah, here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. I thought Raw was better than SmackDown this week. I agree. I agree by the nature of one show having a lot of cool shit going on and one show having Randy Orton versus the big show in the main event. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and having like, you know, I, I, I 100% agree. I'll say that. Raw was better than SmackDown this week. 100%. So, uh... It happened. It finally happened. Uh, the beginning of the show, we finally got the confirmation that the Saudi bag was just way too much for Shawn Michaels to turn down. Oh, my God. And he and his bald ass head are going to return at Crown Jewel. I like the it, reason behind it. Yeah, I, I liked it, too. I thought that and I was just going to say that um, we were look, we were trying to figure out the reason he'd come back. Right. And because the reason to me wasn't compelling. But that promo in just five minutes really got to the point and said, you know, Sean saying, I respected my decision to retire even when people told me to come back. And it's it seems to me the Undertaker doesn't have the respect for me that I have for him. And that that can lead into something where it's like, all right, but maybe he stays on re- like, you know, the retirement is open now if this like this beef between Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. I feel like at the end of this fucking at the end of the, you know, Saudi Arabia show, they're just gonna all shake hands again. I don't know, whatever. Um, but you well, leave I think, Sean, I think Sean's back after this too. Yeah, you kind of leave that door open, especially the way they were in their promo. I wasn't convinced before, but the way they kind of like have set this up, I'm like, okay, I get it now. I I really liked it. Um, I like Triple H's intensity in the promo as well, even though he was like crying <laughs> at Super yeah. Showdown. But um, I mean, again, the builds for this have been great. The matches have not, and I think it's going to be the same. Uh, for Saudi Arabia, but I, I mean, we know who that's being, being booked for, and I mean, that's that's fine, whatever. But I'm, I'm ready for the Sean singles run, and, and I think Triple H needs to take take some time off too uh, before he comes back for Mania or whatever. Uh, another return. There was there were some returns on on this show. Kurt Angle came back dressed as a fucking golden uh, Trojan rapper, <laughs> and he uh, entered himself into the WWE World Cup, which is looking like it's going to be the washed battle uh, washed battle royal at this point. <laughs> this is the nostalgia era battle royal. It's literally like and it's like the hits of the two thousands. It's like the now that's what I call wrestling of the of the you know Saudi Arabia show because it's really just like they're banging out the hits. I mean, we got confirmed for this John Cena who didn't even need to qualify. A man was just he's, John, he's John Cena, bro. It's LeBron. Just they, put him in. <laughs> he was just like, we're gonna show a clip, so just know my man's is in it. Um, Kurt Angle qualified, um, and that's just, that's just on Raw. That's just and on Raw. And that's just on Raw. But you know what? It was weird. Kurt Angle being back, and it's like. 
I'm still on vacation and I'm just like, word. <laughs> well, they're not ready to do the Survivor Series thing yet, which I'm pretty sure he'll be a factor in. And I'm like, I'm, I'm also like, word, like, so you you're just gonna have him on the show, but he yeah. he's the general manager, but he's not the general manager. So he has to go back home. <laughs> back home. I mean, I was just like, word. Okay, I mean, whatever. You know, if, if, this is pretty much just to get Kurt Angle in the match. I honestly think they could have just said, we're putting Kurt Angle in the match. Um, but this is way more exciting. Yeah, way more exciting. I thought it was a really good moment when he, when, he, uh, when he took the mask off too. And he literally just, he really just literally looked like he, he was popping out of a, a Magnum wrapper. <laughs> the gimp suit Kurt Angle needs to be in Listen. WWE 2K19. I think they need to put him in. Easily. Gimp suit. Gimp Easily. Suit. Gimp, gimp, gimpy. Uh, what else happened on, on Raw? L- Lashley, there, we, we mentioned it earlier. Um, Lashley and Leo Rush had a double turn against Kevin Owens. Uh, Leo was proper, proper annoying here uh, during his the whole time just on the microphone. Uh, it, it, was, it reminded me a little bit too much of, remember this guy from ECW called Abraham Washington? Yes, of course. Oh, my God. And they gave him that mic once, and he said that Kobe joke and got fired? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but he also did this. <laughs> he did and this was never seen thing. from again, like, literally. He did this similar thing to him, and I, and I hope they tone it down because oh I understand, God. from they what I'm understanding, yeah, like, from what I'm understanding, they're aligning Leo, because it didn't, it didn't work for me that Leo was face on Raw, and he's still a heel in 205. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're finally aligning him where he doesn't have to switch up his act every single every single day and every single show he's on. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Lashley is a heel. This is their next thing that they're trying with Lashley. Uh, you know, it's been a very tough road for him for the past uh, what six or seven months. I don't think he's caught on as people thought. I here's my thing: Lashley was never as popular as WWE thought he was. No, he's not. Uh, Never. He, he was he was always just like kind of a counter programming for Brock Lesnar not being there. Yeah, and uh, I I appreciate them at the time grooming him to be that next guy. I mean, this guy had plenty of matches against Vince McMahon in a main event slot in WrestleMania at one point, but I just don't know if it ever worked. And them going heel with him, they allow him to do what he did in Impact, where he just really just destroyed guys. And I'm I'm completely cool with that. I just don't know like will this work? I'm worried about it working at this point. I'm sorry. I'm, I've been looking up pictures of Abraham Washington. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's see where he's at now. My man is—he's is, actually Lashley sized. Like the man is really—he's huge. huge, bro. Like he's fucking huge. Um, but in terms of just actual Lashley news, I mean, this is to me this is what we should do just moving forward. I think it'll just give him a character. It makes a lot more sense. Um, it adds another heel to the roster, which, you know, can play off a lot of the faces that are on Monday Night Raw. I think it just makes sense just entirely. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and we got a little tease of a, a program potentially. Yes. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're teasing Finn and Lashley. I thought it was really cool. I, I don't think at the moment on, on Raw, uh, when we were watching Raw, we thought anything of it because we weren't sure that, you know, KO was um, properly injured at that at that point. We thought that was the program. Right, but uh, it look it's looking like Finn and Lashley uh, was teased. It looks like it's going to happen, and again, it's a major. It is a the most major program Finn has been in in a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, because you got Lashley, who really technically as a heel, he's probably second or third from the top. 
Yeah. Uh, if he's, if he's a heel, but maybe third or fourth from the top, but I mean, you're taking the fourth, the four guy in the faces and the four guy in the heels and you're, you're, you're letting them go against each other and see what happens. If we I put think, the dogs of war in the shield and we just added one more, it's like you're adding Finn and you're adding Lashley. Yeah, you're, it, absolutely. You're absolutely right with that. Um, I, I'm interested in seeing what's, what's happening. Cause again, the, um, for, in a lot of ways, if they do go this way to me, it's really boils down to two things. It's, it's Finn's really like last chance on raw. And it's Lashley's last chance on Raw too <laughs> to yeah, really make honestly. something work. It's, it's really their time to make something work, and they've got to have some really cool matches. And I really think that Finn, and, and he's even said it himself, he really likes the the David versus Goliath matches. And if you mm-hmm. look at all of his matches against Braun, he really excels in that you know in that yep. way. And I think that Finn and Lashley having the David versus Goliath angle with Leo in the middle of it. I mean, we could poss- potentially get a Leo Finn match, and that wouldn't look weird as as like. <laughs> Leo Ooh. versus Leo versus Elias or something, but if Finn get his hoss on, my guy, come on. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, it is really you know I, I think it's really a, a a cool way that they could go there and and you know hopefully we get some really great matches out of it. Another turn happened on Raw. This is just a night of things happening all night. Uh, Nikki and Brie Bella turned on Ronda Rousey finally uh, after a rematch with the the Riot Squad. Uh, I'm I'm cool with the turn. I think we all saw it coming, and it had to oh, happen yeah. now. I'm not cool with the optics of Brie being heel on Raw, but like being a super baby face on SmackDown. I mean, I think she's officially off of SmackDown now. It appears to be that, but their their you know their basis for turning is just like Bella's be crazy. Like that's how uh, I don't. Why? It's a it's it's a it's weird like, yeah it's a weird um you know it is it, yeah and then like I, I it would to me God. if it was just like always hinted that like Bellers are the mean girls like they're the mean girls like you shouldn't be friends with them like if the riot squad end up like hinting at it or something or it's just like the Bellas are mean like don't act like you're new don't act like you're this like thing you've always been the mean girls you always look down on people and the Bellas would refute it and you'd be like no we're friends at Ronda and then you say boom below you know put the hammer down on her but just mm-hmm. turning for the sake of turning because Bellas be crazy just to set up this sort of main event I mean we're here it, it, it is what it is we've known this was coming for the last like two months um and you know we're here so let's just make the best of it um, where was natalia like that was a weird the bellas had her tra- I, I i tweeted I they, put like, the fork- the- they put the forklift in the, in the door forklift in there they invited her to like a cat fashion show or like whatever <laughs> like the, i thought i thought brie bella should have kicked ronda and they really sold that shit like I'm all for now the kick being a lethal weapon in Brie Bella's like arsenal, but I oh. guess they didn't. Oh yeah, I'm all for uh you know lethal weapon Brie Bella, uh, <laughs> loose, loose cannon, loose cannon Brie Bella. I'm all for that. <laughs> Just being like I'm kicking people, kind of like Randy Orton's punt, but like with Brie Bella. Oh no! Um, I remember when Owen Hart broke uh, Austin's neck? Oh yeah, and started doing the Owen three sixteen and started yeah. like feigning the pile driver and all. Listen, keep, go all keep, in, piss go them all off. in. Listen, we had another. I want to say it was a return. Um, to me, it was kind of an awkward return. Um, Trish Stratus on Raw didn't like that, that. That segment did nothing for me. That segment was she's gotten so Canadian. <laughs> it's crazy. Like she, I you remember how she talked in the WWE, and it was like you knew she was Canadian, but she was like 
she's to the point where there's an accent and like a oh my god it was she like spent years not having to lie to us anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about her being canadian she was so canadian i was just like she spoke like at like half the speed she normally talks i'm thinking it's trish stratus I, I, you remember trish stratus heel run back in the days like she's a talker like she can talk her way out of whatever but man like she really and then here comes lita you know in her vans i was like oh okay turn that up turn that that's, up that's cute um and and just beating up Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, so now it's a tag match at Evolution instead yes. of a singles match. It is Alexa and Mickey uh, versus uh, Lita and Trish. I mean, I think this is because of Alexa's. Uh, no, I think that a lot of people were saying that they were the WWE was fooling people, saying that it was just going to be a one on one match. I think those people are getting worked. I think it was more than likely always the plan. They just wanted to have the storyline play out. Mm-hmm. I don't think because I mean, of course, the Alexa injury. It's I, I don't think you put an pull an audible, uh, audible and do that because you don't have to have like this big strong style match with Tristratus. I mean, that's true, but you have to be able to carry him. You know, I feel like you have to be a carrier match. Whereas in this sort of match, you have Mickey James pretty much probably going to be doing the brunt of the work. <laughs> yeah, um, and you have Alexa Bliss, who's just like who's been you know just relatively injured, just kind of chill and maybe to move in when she moves in. You know what? I think this is a better match, quite honestly. Yeah, um, I do I, like the prospect of, I do like the prospect of Alexa Bliss versus Tristratus, but to me, this is the way, this was the much better option to go about. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. And, you, and it doesn't need to be a, it doesn't need to be a, um, you know, a one-on-one match. I think it's cool for the nostalgia angle. And, you know, you don't have to pull out too many, you know, stops and starts with, with these with these four. It's just going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, the Evolution card is, is really filling out, honestly. I, I think it looks super, super impressive mm-hmm. as, as, of, as of right now. I mean, it looks like a show that I, you know, it's a, it's a must-see. And yeah. just with all of the matches that are announced, and there are some spoilers within some of the, uh, the match uh, announcements. But, hey, man, you're getting you're – getting, fucking that tag match you're getting the uh may young finals you're getting Kyrie sane and Shayna baszler you're getting ronda rousey nikki bella you're getting uh becky lynn charlotte flair rematch which we're going to talk about in a second and you're getting rare ripley uh defending the nxt uk women's championship why would you not watch that show that sounds fucking amazing sounds credible as of it right really now is. but uh let's get to smackdown a, a show that a rare miss to me for uh smackdown because a lot of segments didn't hit uh as they should have you know, I think they're stalling because of SmackDown 1000. Right. Um, and, you know, I think they don't want to, which to me is going to be an interesting show in how they book it because they've got so many people that, you know, should be back, but you have a two-hour show. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like we're a three-hour show. You have the luxury of we can do a segment here. We can do a segment there. We can return this. I mean, thus far on the on the for SmackDown 1000, we have um, Evolution is supposed to reunite. Yep. On SmackDown, they'll be appearing on SmackDown for the first time because yeah. Evolution was never a SmackDown thing. <laughs> gotta have, gotta have star power because I mean, yeah, but it's it's again you gotta combine segments because I mean Batista was a SmackDown guy, so gotta have this is back. true. We have Rey Mysterio's coming back. I believe Undertaker and Kane are supposed to be on SmackDown. Um, Edge is now returning to SmackDown with the Cutting Edge. I'm a, I'm a big Edge Edge mark. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll kind of see what goes on from there, but. Uh, 
SmackDown next week's look to be a big show, but this week started off hot with a really good match. Yeah, it started off with uh, Becky and Charlotte, their rematch for the women's title. Uh, it went about 22, 23 minutes, and it ended in a double countout, obviously, because you can't, you don't want to do a, <laughs> a title change on TV like that. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it was a really good match. I thought it was uh, the best of the three that they've had so far, even before the finish. I agree. Um, then they, you know, they obviously did the uh, the shenanigans after the match where Charlotte speared. It, every time SmackDown's about to have a revamp, they always ruin the set. <laughs> it's a good reason to ruin the set. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I like that they had the women do the Jericho Rhino spot to kind of like that homage to that. Uh, Becky speared, uh, or, I'm sorry, Charlotte rather, speared Becky through the LED board. Her fucking arm started gushing blood after that. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't know what she cut, but I love her. I love her selling of it. Um, that was amazing. Just holding her hand and just like, ah, ah. Yeah, I thought that. And then the camera cut away. <laughs> <He's> like, <"Ugh." laughs> like Byron, uh, not Byron, to, uh, Tom Phillips was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> they, uh, I thought that was, a, that was a cool moment there. But um, they, they uh, were, it was then announced that they were going to have a last woman standing match at Evolution. Yes. Hey, I'm cool with that. Um, it's going pretty much the way that we kind of thought it would. You're, you're protecting Charlotte again. Um, I, and I think it's cool to only between the four matches they've had only give her two losses. That's that's yeah. fine. I'm I mean, cool with uh, but the, the build of it, she's getting way more intense. She's getting way more into it. At first, she kind of seemed like trepidation, like, yo, I'm not really trying to. What do you want me to do? Like not win the championship. But as Becky continues to poke and as Becky continues to be the aggressor in this. Charlotte is responding. And, and, it, and it's actually you're seeing the gradual build of a much more. Uh, aggressive, much more potentially even lethal. The fact that she went to these measures to actually spear her through the set is should be enough to just show you that this feud continues to escalate each and every week. Yep, uh, I, I I love the escalation of it. It's natural um, in a way that kind of Nakamura AJ kind of lacked as far as the intensity yep. of the feud. Um, I think the last woman standing match is a perfect way to blow this off, at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. And you go, you got Survivor Series right after that. And I mean, I, I'm pushing for it. I think you're pushing for it as well. I think people want to see Becky and Ronda go at it, the Battle of the Armbars. I believe so. Yeah, this is kind of what I want. So let, let's make it happen. Uh, one thing that I, that did not hit for me, and that was just a great opening of the show. It took up pretty much half of the first hour. But one thing that did not hit for me was part two of One Night in Milwaukee. Woo, what the fuck, boy, what the fuck was that? P.U. What the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, my God. P.U. First of all, what? Second of all, how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you, you got hacked? Huh? You got hacked? by, And, and not only did you... You got hacked, so you had to... Pl- you promised part two of the clip. So you play, like, the next 15 seconds of the clip. You've been, you know, saying you want to sell this, the clip. And then Lana comes in and is like, oh, actually, I'm going to play the rest of it where I curve you and now make you look like a dumbass. So now you look like a dumbass for showing a clip where you looked like a dumbass. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, my God, they had me. They had me. I was I was here. I was Rusev day, Aiden day. I was like, listen, I'm all in on this on the chicanery. But now the chicanery is just it's I I don't believe. I mean, more than that. Aiden completely turned when they when they outsmarted him and just became sleazy and and like and said some nasty shit, some horny shit to Lana. And I was just like, I don't what what was the point of that turn? You should just become a sleazy guy. They should just go all in on sleaze. I don't know if that's you know within their company values anymore, but uh just sleazy guy. 
Well, that that was a that sure was a fucking angle there. I I think it that was something. I don't know if they killed it dead, but it, they killed any any want of me wanting to see that match. I and think they were just like, let's get this off because we got SmackDown 1000 next week. <laughs> yeah, I, it it really killed. And we have really no pay per views in sight. We're not taking this to we're not taking this to Crown Jewel. No, not at all. Um, I mean, I think that we might get a a match. Yeah. I, I, what if the match is a qualifier? Oh yeah, I that'd think, probably be it, right? Because I think Rusev is like the only guy from Europe that's not in it yet. And I don't think fit. I think honestly, we, within we, the next, we, not, we're, we should not even be worried about what countries are which. There's four guys from America in the tournament. That's what right? I'm saying. <laughs> well, this I, is I, the I, most I, stupid ass tournament I've ever heard in my life. I think Ray. I, I think Ray is going to be obviously the Mexico participant there. I think the Saudi guy wants him. I think the Saudi guy probably wants Rusev. Right? No. Yeah. Why he not? probably want Finn. I don't, I'm sure you want Finn or something. This is, this is stupid. And they're gonna go. They're gonna go with Jinder. Jinder's gonna beat Finn. I guarantee it. Oh Lord, that would be. <laughs> they're gonna go be. with Jinder, but it's like it's a. Well, I think they. End, I think the Jinder thing is done because they 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 rightfully him and Bailey rightfully destroyed them on Monday. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 I, it, feel, it, I, I think that's over. I don't know. It's just, this is stupid. This is the, the World Cup thing. It, to me, it's an idea that would have seemed like an amazing idea. If you had it, I feel like on NXT, they would have done it amazing because on NXT, they're like, not only can you qualify on the main show, but you can qualify on house shows and live events, all these other things. Like, why do we have 16 guys and just qualify and have these matches? So you make your live events must see. You're able to have all these great matches on the show randomly. And then you build up to this thing. Instead, now we're just getting a sorry for the black people screaming in the background. Um well, are they are they okay? They're okay. They're, they're just extra. <laughs> <laughs> they're just extra. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's really a lot. Um, so another segment that you might, I'm pretty sure you're probably gonna disagree with me here that didn't too much for me uh the miss tv segment between daniel bryan uh miz and aj styles did really didn't do anything for me the miz was right i'll say that sure Boy i'm was sure he right. was right i i thought that harping on the the crown jewel, harping on the crown jewel match and punching miz in the face and stuff like that i i i feel like we've seen it before um I think if you're going to build this program, you kind of build it differently. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going for the, it's the same thing they did with Nakamura. It's like the two people that respect each other eventually get really, really competitive. And I don't think any, either guy's going to turn here. I don't think it makes sense for them to, I think Miz is definitely going to be the heel fa- uh, factor in this feud. But um, I also see this as kind of like a one-off thing also for now. Yeah. I see it as a one-off thing for, uh, first of all, on the YouTube clip, they cut out all the cool Miz parts. I'm not happy. Um, <laughs> all the cool i got next that was fucking amazing i got excited um but yeah it just seems like you know what we're we're trying to make something out of nothing and then you know what we just got to get to crown jewel the match sells itself it's aj styles versus daniel bryan yeah. you don't even need to the, you could announce that four weeks from now and i'm still excited three weeks later like it's it, it is what it's gonna be but yeah this seems like a one-off this seems like a one-off yeah, uh, also on SmackDown this week, no no, no almost. No almost for the past two weeks. No almost. Maybe they're, you know. They're gearing up. Back. Yeah, I think they're gearing up. I, I don't think there's a, there is a world where Rey Mysterio shows up and almost doesn't appear. 
Um, I think he's still relatively strong. I, I do think that eventually by TLC, Ray will have the U.S. title and we could possibly be seeing some sort of uh, three-way type thing with Nakamura, uh, Ray, and Almas. I, I don't think Nakamura strays too far away from the top of the card. So I really think that like you keep that title on him for as long as possible. And then when Royal Rumble comes back around, you put him back in the title picture against whoever's the champion at that point. <laughs> It'll probably be Miz, though, right? Uh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hope so. You know what? I, I didn't say, oh, my God, to the Miz. I said, oh, my God, because I'm watching this Mixed Match Challenge clip. Um, of, of them dancing? The dance oh, break? Yes, the dance break. Mixed Match Challenge is really fun this year. It's really... It's always been fun. Shut up. But it's, it's more <laughs> fun It's more fun than, like, last because year. Last year had some shit. They're, not, they're 100% not taking themselves seriously. They're not even trying. Like, they're not trying to work. Charlotte cut her hand going through the stage and had to work later that night. And she's like, I'm not working an actual match. So here <laughs> she is doing the cabbage patch and twerking and all this other stuff. And, you know, AJ Styles does a split. It does not. AJ it- to me, AJ and his comedic turn is like the dad, the elder statesman that is trying to hang with the young kids. He's a white yeah. sitcom dad, white yeah. Southern sitcom, Tim Allen esque. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Listen. I really enjoy it a lot. I really, really enjoy that shit. Um, I'm with it. Do we want to talk about this Randy Orton Big Show match? That really? No. Oh my god, no. That's how you know SmackDown was mid this this week. <laughs> no. Oh my god, Randy Orton. I was like, literally, I was like, listen. I know you gotta have this match. I don't know why it's closing the show. But it had nothing else. It really didn't have anything else. I, I don't I know like why you could have put them in the Charlotte Becky shit in the main event and then, and then just announce the match on like the internet or something. Well, I think that's their hottest angle. And I mean, rightfully so. It's the hottest angle in the show. Uh, you know what? I think they probably started off. You know why? Because the AMAs were on and they're like, oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's try to grab some audience from the AMAs. And then they realized they couldn't and put Randy Orton on Big Show last. They so, were they were up against Cardi B at that point. Cardi B. Listen. Uh Big SmackDown with SmackDown 1000 uh your thoughts or predictions I th- this is a big milestone but it doesn't to me feel like a big show it's a 2 hour show so it's kind of like how what's the most you can really do you know it's kind of like you can have these matches i mean the the Rey Mysterio Nakamura match if if it doesn't last over 10 minutes then it's kind of like damn you kind of just you know i mean re- you're able to do it again but it's kind of like there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of people set to return Triple H is on SmackDown, which means that segment is at least 10 minutes long. Um, (laughs) So it's going to on a two hour show. So Undertaker's coming back. That's 10 minutes. That's at least 10 minutes again, unless he just pops up. I think they're going to have to do the bridge entrance. I think he's just going to have to pop up. And we have Dave Batista, the bag, <laughs> the bag. Uh, well, he fumbled. He he rightfully. Here's the thing with Batista. The bag fumbler Batista returns. Did, to did he really? Here's my thing at this point. Now that I'm seeing what it is, I don't think he's fumbling the bag that people are thinking he's fumbling. Like on the Guardians movies. Let's let's bring this up. OK, let's bring this up. Guardians of the Galaxy volume. Let's just go to the, the most latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Not even Infinity War. Not even Infinity War. OK. OK. Let's see where he we'll see where he lands. Let's see where he lands. As far as billing, like I'm talking about, like where they where their names are on the poster. Sure. One, he's third build okay. in that movie. OK, that means he's not making as much as Chris Pratt or Zoe Zaldana. Uh, uh, whoever does Rocket Raccoon's voice, what's his name? What's his name? 
What's his fucking name? He's, oh he's, my god! It's uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley. Co- oh yeah, he's uh, not Bradley Cooper. He, he's not. Well, I mean, Bradley's just a voice, so he's probably not making as much. And Vin Diesel's just a voice, so there's two voice characters. So by proxy of them not actually being in the movie, he's third build. If those two were in the movie, he'd be fifth build. Yeah, easily. So you think about that, okay? Third build, he's probably making eh, upwards of like three to ten million. Okay, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt at least fifteen to twenty. Zoe Aldana at least that much as well. Infinity War. I don't even know. He's probably 10th build in that movie. He's not making as much money as Robert Downey Jr. Oh, so hell, the, hell no, man. So like the bag that he's fumbling to me is, is negligible compared to everything else that he does. If you, if you really think about it. So him standing up for his homeboy, even though it's stupid, I'm not saying it's not stupid, it's but I think stupid. that, yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid as hell that he's writing so hard for this. And, and to a point where he's actually like spitting in Disney's face. I think that's crazy. Cause they gave him a, they gave him an opportunity and you don't fumble the bat like that, but no. it was just announced that James Gunn is going to write and possibly direct a new suicide squad movie for DC and Warner brothers. Batista said, where do I sign up? And everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, bruh. So you're mean to tell me, that you think that Batista gives a shit about <laughs> three to ten million dollars? Okay, three to ten million dollars, and then if he gets booted from from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is going to be the last movie anyway, right? Yeah. It's going to be the last one anyway. Infinity War is going to be the, that last one for this current crop of the the generation of, of the superhero guys. So if he goes to DC and makes the same amount of money, and is possibly higher build than he was in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, that's it's negligible. It's a, it's a it's a lateral move for him. These movies are all the same. Yeah, he'd be making the same amount of money. So the only thing people are saying, the only thing people are like upset about, is because the prestige, so to speak, of Disney, of which there is none. There's still a huge conglomerate. Like, who gives a fuck? That's just my that's my point of view on the uh, Batista fumbling the bag thing. I, I, he's not a big enough star to these guys where they a care what the fuck he's saying on Twitter. So he's not really he's not really no. doing anything. Not he's really not. Like this isn't The Rock saying this. If it's The Rock, then Disney and Bob Iger and Avi and Kevin Feige and all of them are having a conversation. They're with, having with a big conversation. You remember Huge when Tyrese tried, to, <laughs> Tyrese tried to get The Rock out the paint? Yeah. <laughs> told him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Shut the fuck up." They said, "You better Tyrese shut the fuck up." Been in that movie for years. <laughs> yeah. They said, "Shut the fuck up before we put you we, before we put you behind motherfucking the baby that just got born in the last movie and <laughs> built." Oh they my shut god. Shut the fuck up. He said, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry, bro. They, they took him to the side, man. They took him to the side. Listen. Sit your, sit your ass down. Listen, I know you're potentially you DC's Dave Batista. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and, SmackDown and, 1000 and, next hey, week. If, if Batista goes into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that's a bigger move for him because he not all, like, there's no loyalty in this shit. There's none. <laughs> There's none. The fuck do you guys like? There's no. This is WCW, WWF all over again. And also, the one thing y'all gotta y'all gotta remember: a lot of these movie people, they're all friends. The only people that are warring online is y'all. Right. Like, Doesn't matter. Like Batista is literally like, I'm going with my homeboy. Go. Wouldn't you want to go and work where your homeboy working at? Yeah. I want to go where you working at, Mills. I'm. So no, 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 no. I want to go where you're working at. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go where you're working at. He's not fumbling the bag, man. It's, it's. I, I think that again, it's a lateral move. Like he's, he's really just going to end up being in the same position. The, the food still, the catering still the same. It's still, he's still eating the same. 
Yeah, damn. But but yeah, uh, Evolution is going to be on SmackDown 1000. Again, I, I don't think it's it's going to be a, a huge show. I don't think it's going to be something that we... Ha- I have a lot to say about it, honestly. I, I think we got one match announced. I don't think there's going to be any other matches announced. And even remember like the, the Raw 25 thing from earlier this year? Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but two hours. I think that's what's going to happen next week. Yeah. Foolishness. Just straight foolishness. Uh, but yeah, is there, is there anything else uh, that happened this week in wrestling that you, that you want to bring up? <laughs> Not really, no. All right. So uh, for, for for episode 51, I think that's going to wrap everything up. Uh, next week is our one-year anniversary of the A-Show. We will have a... Uh a very special episode for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna get together a lot of people, as we said earlier, to do this, and and uh, we're gonna be going through all of our all of our no holds barred and show review segments with with all of the homies from our wrestling chat. Uh, so shout out to them. They're they're gonna be appearing on our show next week, uh, and I can't wait to do that. But as always, check us out at RNC Radio Live on Twitter and on our channels on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, we're on Google Play too, right? We're on Stitcher, all those places. We're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, you know, Ooh, everywhere. Uh, we we are planning some huge things for uh RNC within the next couple months into 2019. So we appreciate all of you guys rocking with us. But this week we had RSBN uh with Mark and Jeff with a special guest, Chris Mack, who, who will actually be on the show next week with us as well. Um, they're, they're talking about the UFC, which is interesting. Uh, and it's actually one of their funniest shows to me that they've done. Uh, like, I, I think these guys just knock it out of the park every single week on RSPN. Uh, we also had two belts. Mills, what's going on with two belts? Well, we got two belts. We had two belts, um, the little way income last time. So we're doing two belts this week. Um, we're recording it so you'll be able to listen to it on Sunday. We will be talking about pretty much everything that dropped. I mean, you have the little baby gunner. You have the... Um, you have uh, God. What's coming? Quavo. This, this week's week. Quavo. Yeah, this week's yeah, Quavo. Yeah, this week's Quavo. LMA. Um, new singles galore. Just everything under the sun. We have Shaq West, Mud Boy. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about everything. I mean, a little bit of everything. I think even the Swiss Beats is coming out this week. I think yep. it is. It's a big. It's a big October week. Uh, and, and I mean, the way music goes, you'll probably get more announcements on Thursday about something that's coming next week too. And we will be stressed, but we will bring it to you. Um, <laughs> Shit, I might even like literally because the Quavo album is supposed to premiere with DJ Khaled show, which I hate. Um, so I might have to just end up doing a live listen to the show. So I might throw up a, a streaming link somewhere and you guys can just listen. You guys can live preview the album with me. I don't know. Who knows? I'm down um, with that. I'm definitely going to check that out on Two Belts. Uh, we also had Late Fees that just dropped last week with Wes Craven. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of a fucking very huge Halloween rewatch because next week's late fees will be the Halloween episode. Uh, we'll be dropping the same day as the new Halloween movie drops in theaters, which I saw last week is and is fucking incredible. Uh, we'll be talking about that movie and all the other Halloween movies and much, much, much more on late fees. But check out the Wes Craven, Craven episode where we talk about Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street and all that stuff. Uh, that's currently available on all of our channels. Uh, and, and again, thanks for listening to the A Show. So for Meals, I am Justin. You've been listening to the Kings of Wrestling Podcasts. Once again, we'll see you next week. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>